Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts, the podcast that will adorn you with chills and shivers. I'm your spirited host, Jennifer, a medium as well as a teller of ghost stories. Tonight, I have tales for you of haunted, maybe even cursed, jewelry. Then join me for an in-studio spirit reading with my special podcast guest, Jen, from the Our True Crime Podcast. See what departed spirits join us tonight. Then join me in the candlelight around the seance table for a message from the spirits. I can already tell someone is waiting in the ether for their chance to speak. And this message could be for you. That's later on in the podcast. But for now, let's explore stories of cursed accoutrements, tales of haunted jewelry. Start now. When I was a teenager, my friends and I decided to go downtown and explore this old, insane asylum that had been converted into a retirement home but had since been abandoned. The building had been empty for years. We went downstairs into the basement and we instantly got a feeling as if we were being followed. I don't think I scare easily, but I kept feeling every time we turned around to walk away that it would start following us again. So, I immediately turned around and started running, hoping to run into whatever was following us. I ran down the hall, and there was nothing. I decided to shrug it off, thinking the dark was getting the best of us. I met back up with my friend a few minutes later, in one of the rooms that was used in the funeral home. I decided to explore and open all the doors and cabinets. They were all empty, except for the last one. Inside was a necklace. The necklace had a pendant of a large triangle. It looked carved and handmade and almost the size of my palm. As we examined this necklace, And as soon as I picked it up, we instantly heard someone talking behind us. We turned around, honestly afraid it might be the police, but no one ever came around the corner. As we were leaving, there was still that constant feeling of being followed. At one point, the atmosphere was so heavy, my friend suggested I go and put the necklace back. So I agreed and started back down the hallway and I placed the necklace where I found it. As soon as I put the necklace back, the door behind me slammed shut. I thought my friend was playing a joke on me. I kicked the door and tried calling his name to open it, but there was only silence. After a few moments of jiggling the door handle and pushing with all my strength, the door just suddenly popped open and I walked out to see my friend turning the corner to come check on me. 
I told him what happened and he swore it wasn't him. We left and went home. A few nights after that happened, things started happening around my house. We joked at first that there was a ghost, but then things got worse. At night, my dog would wake up and start growling and barking at my closet. The next night, as my dog slept at my side, I was playing the Xbox. I turned, thinking I heard a noise, and my dog woke up and started barking hysterically at my closet again. My roommate then walked into my room with a strange blank expression on his face. I asked him what was wrong, and he looked at the closet and pointed, then turned around and went back to his room. I immediately jumped up and walked into his room, asking him why he didn't say anything. He was in his bed, sound asleep. I walked into my room and found my jacket, which was hanging in the closet, now fallen on the floor. My dog yelped and ran out of the room. I picked up my jacket and the necklace fell out onto the floor. I woke up my friend at that point and showed it to him. I thought you put that back, he said. I told him I did. The whole room got really cold. We immediately left the house and stayed in a hotel for the night. The next day, I returned the necklace again from where I first found it. I'm really hoping it doesn't come back. This event took place three years ago. My mother had just purchased a ring from a new age store and shortly after, she experienced some very weird things. One night, when my mom was sleeping in her bedroom, she woke up and saw a girl standing at the end of the room next to her closet. The girl was wearing a long white dress that went down to her ankles, and she had long black hair that covered her drooping head. When my mom noticed her, the girl floated towards my mother. Her eyes were like black holes. Her mouth was the same. Suddenly, the gaping darkness that was her mouth opened wide as if she was screaming at my mother. My mom jumped back and turned on the light and the girl disappeared. These visitations went on for about a month. Lots of strange events surrounded that ring. For example, when my mom would be in her car, 
she would suddenly realize that the rearview mirror had been turned and pointed directly at her face. She would correct it, only to find it moved once again. She was almost in multiple car accidents as well. My mom decided to throw the ring away. This worked for about a week. However, after that week, the girl came back. My mom was searching through her jewelry box one day and saw something. The ring she had thrown away was sitting there on top of all her other rings. After that, my mother and sister decided they would put the ring in a bag of salt and throw it away, hoping it would rid her of the spirit for good. The spirit has never returned to this day. However, I can't help but wonder what will happen if the ring is freed from that bag. Will the girl return or will it find a new person? to haunt. This happened quite a few years ago when I was really young, so bear with me. And with this story, I blame the necklace, not my grandmother. After she passed away, my family drove to her house to help organize things. While there, I found a very pretty necklace. It was a small globe on a gold chain. And when no one was looking, I picked up the necklace and I hid it in my pocket. Mind you, please forgive me, I was really young. I started to wear the necklace every day and night. I would have horrible dreams about my grandmother. In the worst of these dreams, she was driving my family and I somewhere. And then she got up and killed my entire family, then sat down next to me and turned into dust. All that was left of her in my dream was a pile of ashes and the necklace. The next day, my mom and I were in a car accident and I was wearing the necklace. Neither of us were seriously hurt, but when my other nightmares started to come true, I quickly disposed of the necklace. And the nightmares quickly stopped. Hello, my dear spooky friend. Do you have a paranormal experience you would like to share? Submit your ghost stories to be read on this podcast. I love sharing true ghost stories and yours could be among them. Email me your story at speaknow at italktoghost.com. Let's be spooky together.
Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. My guest this evening is Jen. Jen, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. I'm very excited. I'm excited too. And right away, I right away I have to say I love your voice. Oh my oh, goodness. <laughs> I think you I was just thinking as you were introducing yourself, I'm like, wow, she's got a great podcasting voice. We're like, wow. Wow. You have voices. <laughs> can tell we're podcasters, right? <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Thanks again for meeting with me today. Um, initial impressions that were coming in. I'm, I'm getting the impression of lots of family. It, it feels airy and expansive. In, in one particular generation, I think it's maybe the generation above you, it feels like there it's like i see the shelf of people like it's it's uh there's a lot of people mm -hmm. on that generation line does that make sense uh-huh there are a few women in particular who i'm seeing them kind of elbow and elbow like arm in arm like they mm -hmm. were close and they had stories together and it's almost like you couldn't associate one without the other. And they were always, they, you know, they had their family history together and their stories. And whether they liked it or not, they were always hanging out together. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. How many women did you say? Two or three. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So these women, these two to three women, are they still here on this plane or have they passed? I don't think all of them have. Does this make sense to you? It does. Uh, the only thing that makes sense to me would be my mother and her two sisters. They're all three very close. They were almost stepping stones with like only a few years. I, I mean, I'm not for mm -hmm. sure, but I think there's maybe two to three years in between each of them. And they're all, mm -hmm. they are really, really close. They're very, um, usually stand in solidarity with each other. Does that make mm. sense? As far as sisters go, they're yes. like, they're family and they're, yes, arm in arm. They yeah, uh, do battle. Yeah, un unbreakable. Like you can't yeah. think of one without thinking of the other type. Right. Of... And they will stand up for each other above mm -hmm. all else, maybe. They're still with us. They're still right? with us. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm getting the sense of a mother, grandmother type figure who has passed okay. and possibly her sister as well. So there's the two. That would be my mom's and my aunt's mother, my grandmother, and her sister did pass also. That that would make sense with, if you're saying the shelf-like things, or the family shelf, it mm -hmm. would make sense that it would be my grandmother and her sister, and then my mom and her two sisters that are both with us. All right. I want to hear from your grandma. I think you'd know my grandma if, if she comes forward. Wow, she is bringing up, I keep seeing the same thing with her. It's just so many sparkling touch points uh, with her. Like there's this story, there's that story, there's this, um, just, it's almost like <laughs> she a little bit of a legend in your family. Yeah, she's a character. She was a character, that's for sure. It's like this feeling of, family legacy with her like because of her there's this you know what I mean mm -hmm. um it kind of shaped where everything went from there does that make sense my grandma with a very complicated woman with a complicated past <laughs> uh, seriously I mean there's a bunch <laughs> of things that 
we didn't, us grandchildren didn't know until she passed. And they're quite eye-opening stories. Is there a railroad story? Something about trains? There is a story about trains, yes. Dealing with my mother and my aunt. Because when you said that, she was showing me uh, trains, uh, a train story, like traveling by train, that yes. sort of thing. Do you, do you want to elaborate on that a little sure. bit? When my mother was very young, I want to say three, and my aunt was two or one, just a baby, and my grandmother was pregnant with the third daughter, she took a train from mm-hmm. here in St. Louis, I believe St. Louis, to San Diego to visit my grandfather, who was um, in the Navy, and she had to go see him in the Navy. And the whole time was Mm -hmm. like she was really big pregnant. And my aunt, my mother was having seizures because she was um, she had tonsillitis so bad that the inflammation and the poisons and stuff would cause her to have seizures. So she went all the way across country to see my grandfather. And when she got there, this was like World War II, right? When she got there, she wasn't allowed to see him. And she tells the story about how she went. And she said, I just traveled. She went to the his whatever, corporal, whatever, major general, mm-hmm. whoever, mm-hmm. and said, I just traveled with these three kids. I demand to see my husband. And he's like, ma'am, your husband's you know, property of the United States, blah, blah, blah. And it turned out that he was just in the brig because he was caught playing craps and he he couldn't see her. So, yeah. so that's the train story that I know. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing singing. Did someone like to sing? Um, Most of the family on my mom's side, very much singers. Sense of humor seems to be a big deal. Almost like, oh my gosh, not afraid to be... You know, just kind of boisterous. Yeah, I could see that being my grandmother. Dance halls. Mm-hmm. Do you know if she went dancing a lot when she was younger? She did, yes. Yeah, she did. Her and my grandfather would go down to the KC Hall and dance. Because she's like, just going to kick the stockings off. Yep, <laughs> yep. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yep, she she was a party girl. She liked to go out dancing. She loved to go out dancing. Do you know if she ever smoked a cigar? I wouldn't put it past her. She was a character. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past her at all. I remember she told a story once that she got kicked out of a bar one time, so. Yeah, I think she was dancing on top of something. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. Trust me. I would not put it past her. <laughs> I see her, um, you know. All in good fun. Oh, Nothing yeah. like malevolent or destructive or anything, no. but like it got rowdy in there. She's like, I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one. Yeah, I think it, she went um, down with a friend. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, they just, um, she said it was it was really crowded and it was really hot. And um, it was just kind of like, you know what? Can't see over kind of the crowd, someone stepped on her foot and it had really hurt. And, she, <laughs> and so it's like, all right, let's just get up on this table. <laughs> well, I can see that happening. Um, okay. If you, if you have anyone that you can talk to about kind of confirming, like if they had heard the story or okay. not. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah. Uh, lots of fun. Um, she loved to see live music. And um, I can see that. 
Yeah, and and she was a good singer too. Mm-hmm. She she really was. Did she have little feet? Yes. She's showing me her little feet. Mm-hmm. People love to show me their shoes and their feet. <laughs> oh, she loved shoes. Yeah. She's yeah. showing me her shoes. And it's like, and, and like, check yeah. these out. And my little feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fashions. Yeah. Um, makeup. Definitely hair. Yes. Hair was important. Yes. Jewelry. She wore wigs. Yes. Even the purse. Mm-hmm. Even the purse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Stylish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was, you know, I was like, I'm seeing flashes of like, did she like sparkly things? Oh, yeah. I get my love of sparkly things from her. (laughs) Yeah. She loved anything sparkly. Jewelry. She had tons of jewelry, tons of makeup. I mean, she always was dressed. She seems super lovely. That spirit of living life and... Being drawn to it, you know, mm-hmm. just being drawn to it. Like she couldn't help herself. Right. She couldn't help herself with mm-hmm. it. I do have a couple messages for you um, that, that that they're giving to me um, to kind of close it with. They're saying, you, you have so many talents and gifts and that you can create whatever you want. So go ahead and use that passion energy to manifest You know, it's almost like you can take the energy of a bad day and it's like, all right, if I'm going to feel this amount of emotion, let's pour it into something good. Right. Okay. I can see that. It says, um, joy should be your motivator, you know, seek out that joy and that should motivate you to, to go forward. If you, if you don't pay attention to just the bad day go like, oh, but this is taking me away from this. And this is what I need to be chasing. And it's just like joy. What is your joy? Right. And uh, trust in your intuition. Yep. And make sure to guard against overwhelm because Uh, passionate people can be overwhelmed. Easily. So just uh, recognize it when it happens and, you know, say, all right, what do I need? What do I need to kind of break this apart a little bit and keep going? Awesome. Okay. I can say that. Yeah. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Thank for you for meeting with this me was a lot today. Of fun. I agree. I agree. Um, so, Jen, you have a podcast of your own that I would love for you to talk about a little. It's called Our True Crime Podcast, and I have a co-host, my best friend Cam. We have been best friends since, gosh, we were twelve. So that's over. 40 years. Um, hate to admit that, but yeah, uh, we cover crime from all over the globe. It's weekly. We drop every Wednesdays. If you want to listen, which I would love for everybody to drop us a, you know, give us an ear. Uh, we are on any podcast place, YouTube, Spreaker. Uh, what's the other ones? Apple Spotify, our heart, we're everywhere. And before you go, uh, let me ask you one more thing. Um, do you have a personal ghost story you'd like to share this evening? I've got lots of them, but I'll tell you the story that recently happened. Listener ghost story. My family and I went to Pigeon Forge this past summer, and it was great. We stayed in a cabin up in the mountains. And when we walked in, it was it was a great cabin, beautiful views. You know, you walked in through the 
kitchen. There's a two-story, you know, you go up the stairs, there's two stories, and on that two-story was like this big room that had one bed, and then there was a little loft that had like mattresses on the floor, and my youngest daughter immediately picked out that to stay. You know, that was her place. My oldest daughter picked the big room where the pool table was, and my husband and I, of course, had the master bedroom downstairs. Well, from the first night we were there, I kept seeing somebody come down the stairs. And the first time it happened, I, you know, looked up and I thought it was the girls coming down, but it wasn't. Then later on that evening, you know, the living room, it's two stories, but there was, you could see it from the living room. It was open, so you could see all the way to the top of the ceiling. Do you understand what I'm saying? It was kind of like an open floor plan. Yeah, like and, open, open. Right, mm-hmm. and there's like a little walkway up above with banisters. Well, I'd be sitting there talking to my husband, and I would see somebody peek through the banisters thinking it was, the, you know, so I would like look up, and there was somebody there. Okay. Just kept it to myself. My youngest daughter's very anxious, didn't want to say anything, or, you know, maybe it's my imagination, whatever. First night there, huge storm, lightning almost hits the cabin. I mean, it's horrible. My daughter gets no sleep, youngest, because of her anxiety with the storm. She's also worried about all the black bears that are in Tennessee, which we know it's not going to get her, right? So that morning, we're all, the next mm-hmm. morning, first day out, we're uh, going to go out for breakfast, but she's too tired. She's too tired, so she decides to stay home, which is fine. We go out, come back. The whole time... I keep seeing faces in the banister, people coming down the stairs. And I told my husband, I'm like, there's, this place is haunted. He's like, no, it's just cars coming up and you're seeing. And I'm like, I see him during the day. There's no way it's whatever, right? Last night there, it's midnight. I can't sleep. We're leaving early in the morning. I'm anxious about traveling. Finally, it's about midnight. I decided I've got to try to make a go of sleeping. I go into the master bathroom and I hear this loud boom crash. And I'm like, I wonder if my youngest had jumped down from the loft because my bathroom was right below this where she slept. And sure enough, I get a text on my phone saying, are you awake? And it's her. And I'm like, sure, meet me in the living room. So we go downstairs and I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, I was trying to sleep and I kind of got this weird feeling and I opened my eyes and on the ladder peeking in was this white, no-faced person looking at me. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And she's like, I can't go back up there. And I'm like, I totally understand, totally understand. And so that really creeped me out because I she had no idea that I kept seeing people in this place and so we sat on the couch and we slept Uh, she slept I stayed pretty much awake and um, the next morning I got to talking with her and she said that you know it was it was looking at her and the whole time she kept hearing the whole time we were at the cabin she kept hearing people talk she kept seeing things out of the corner of her eyes too she would be she slept in our bed the day we went out and she stayed home she heard us come in and my oldest daughter crying and my husband talking to her but when she would come out nobody would be there and so yeah that's the whole thing like whatever it is it wasn't something out of the corner of my eye it was it was 
the cabin was actually haunted. I swear that it's haunted because wow. my husband. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. I would agree. Nothing scary. <laughs> nothing scary, but there was something there. I mean, and it was weird because the person that I kept seeing coming down the stairs was. My impression was a teenage boy. The person looking up mm-hmm. off the banister, I thought was an old woman. My daughter's, mm-hmm. her feeling was it was mm-hmm. an old woman. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's... Interesting. That's my Did little story. Did you happen story. to talk to the owner? I We tried to call as we were driving back. We're like, let's see if, you know, what's going on. So, we tried to call and it was not... There's nothing there. Nobody answered the phone. It wasn't in it the was listing, busy. huh? Well, no, there was, it wasn't in the... It was actually a big... Uh, it was a place that you just rent cabins. So, it was like it's... Attached to Dollywood, okay. I'll say that way. You know, it was attached to Dollywood. Like if you rent nice. there, you could get Dollywood tickets. But yeah, it was pretty creepy. I mean, uh-huh. and of course, it's my youngest daughter. But she's also the one. As a kid, she wouldn't sleep in her own room because she would tell me the aliens would come in and try to get her to play. Oh no! Yeah, and she would also <laughs> tell me about her how her other mother would do things for her when she was three. She would talk about her other mother. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Are we talking like past life, Mom? Maybe. I don't know because she would never really. I mean, she was three and I could talk to her, but I would just lead her. Sure. It would be leading questions because she's three, you know, and I couldn't uh-huh. tell. But right, she would talk exactly. about and her mother's her other's mother name. Never. It was always like something like Sarah. And it was always the same name. Every time she would speak about her other mother, my other mother, Sarah, would take me to the park or my other mother, Sarah, would do. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, my grandmother that we spoke about, her grandmother could stop bleeding. That was the rumor for the family. Oh, that's quite the talent. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. I think your family is super interesting and... I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. <laughs> Trust me, other people don't have these stories. <laughs> but no, this is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this spooky story and meeting with me today, all your time and energy. Thank you for having me on. It's been a blast. Would you like a free spirit reading with me and record your reading for the podcast? Sign up for your chance to be selected by visiting italktoghost.com slash guest. And as an added bonus, if you don't want to leave your reading up to chance, I'll let you in on a secret. There's a discount offer to book a private session with me, so you can book a date and time for certain. Visit italktoghost.com slash guest for more details. I can't wait to meet you. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I have a message from the spirits this evening. So thank you for joining me in the candlelight. Since we've been exploring tales of haunted jewelry in this episode, I want to work with selenite to share with you its spiritual properties. For spirit work, selenite is a real powerful cleanser for clearing any energy that you don't want around. 
It's great for protection and it's wonderful for meditation and for spirit work in general. I personally like to also keep selenite around my jewelry. If it's a new piece of jewelry or a piece of jewelry that I always wear, I take it off and I like to leave my ring or my necklace around selenite to cleanse them and to remove any yucky unintentional energy that might be clinging to them. This is especially true if you like to go thrift shopping and you have jewelry that was owned by a previous owner. Go ahead and cleanse it. It's a lovely crystal to have near you to cleanse your space, cleanse your objects. And when you're doing spirit work, it is always nice to cleanse your space afterwards. So what I like to do is ground and center Call a spirit close. Tonight's energy that I'm feeling, I have with me tonight someone's mom. She was very active. She had one of those go, go, go personalities. Not in any kind of frustrating way. She just really loved to move and loved to interact and... She's showing me letters. I believe she worked at the post office and this really suited her well. Not only did she enjoy working with the people, but she also really enjoyed delivering mail and interacting with those in the community when she could. She also organized a couple of social groups I'm getting the impression of knitting, but she's saying she was not an old grandmother. (laughs) No offense to old grandmothers. She enjoyed creating things, but she also had, this feels like a puzzle club um, where people could kind of compete and talk about crosswords or Sudoku. Oh, she's saying it was timed. And she really enjoyed that. It was hard to keep that group full though, she's saying. She's, she had a pencil or a pen behind her ear a lot. <laughs> she also had the glasses uh, with a chain around her neck. But again, she's insisting she was not an old biddy. <laughs> Though she is admitting she is a grandma, she used to take her grandson to the park to feed the ducks. Her message for you tonight. Wow, I can feel her right here. She's putting her hand on my shoulder. I think she wants to offer you reassurance. And that everything is going to be okay. And she sees you kind of secluding yourself a little bit as a response to whatever is going on in your life right now. She's encouraging you to open up to your friends more. She recognizes and respects that you are a private person, but she thinks in this particular circumstance, uh, this point in your life, she thinks you could really benefit from taking what feels like a chance to you, a little bit of a risk, and 
opening up emotionally to your friends a little bit more about what is going on and to lean on them a little bit because we all need people. We really do. I think I'm going to leave it at that. If this message connects for you, please let me know. Thank you. Listen to I Talk to Ghosts for an atmospheric chill and to never feel alone knowing the spirits are always around you. The autumn months are the perfect time to share and recommend this podcast to your ghoulish friends. Thank you for supporting the show and sharing the spooky. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghosts. I hope you've enjoyed the spirit work that I shared with you this evening, as well as those tales of haunted jewelry. Do you have a piece of jewelry that you suspect is haunted or cursed? I would love to hear about it. In the meantime, wherever you wander off to, in this world or the next, just remember, come back and visit with me. Have a lovely evening and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!